will be your heroes. It's the Weird Adult Show. Brought to you by Hoppy Heads Productions. I'm your host, or hero one, Danny, other hero. What's up, man? What's good? Are we the um, the people that weren't accepted into the Acad- Academia of Heroes? <laughs> We're just everyday heroes. Everyday heroes. Everyday mm-hmm. I am heroing. Like, because we do yeah. basic, simple Washes things. Washes like, their cans before recycling. Everyday uh, heroes. Putting putting shopping carts in the approved slots. Don't just leave them in the middle of the parking spot, spot next to me. <laughs> Actually puts my trash in a uh, designated receptacle, not just on the ground because somebody gets paid to do it anyways. Why not give them something to do? Or... Or even worse, I saw a picture on Reddit and someone posted a picture. It was the, the after effects of a family that had a toddler or a, a, at least an infant, if not a toddler, that sat in a booster chair. And it just looked like the kid decided to just throw everything up in the air like it won a prize. And then the table just like shit. And it's like I'm sure they probably also left like a $2 tip. Probably. So... Are those, the, is that the, the everyday heroes that you're talking about, Sean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Those are the heroes. Not the ones we, not the ones we want, but the ones we need. <laughs> you either live your, like what, live long, live, die the hero or live long enough to see yourself be the person that complains about how everybody sucks today. <laughs> Kids today don't understand. Uh. <laughs> oh man so i went to uh my nephew's graduation and i was talking to his uncle on his mom's side and he uh he told me that he occasionally listens to the podcast mm. awkward right Am I, my first, you, did I, you my apologize first, for wasting this time i almost did that's usually my first that's always usually well not always that's usually my first response whenever someone's like oh yeah i listen to your podcast i'm my first reaction is to uh, deeply apologize like not just like normal american apologize but like japanese deep apologize where i get on my hands and <laughs> bow my knees and bow and apologize profusely <laughs> i am so sorry i wasted your time i'm so sorry i wasted your time <laughs> and but i don't know if he was just um drunk or being nice but he also said that he enjoyed the show that's good so i'm slowly i'm slowly finding out who all dozen of our listeners are Nice. We're getting there. We'll figure you out. I know, like... Investigation. We got Dora and fucking Blue over here figuring it out. Exactly. Wait, am I Dora or am I Blue? (laughs) Come on, Vominos. Everybody, let's go. (laughs) We are looking for Blue's Clues. We are looking for Blue's Clues. So I guess I guess that answers that question. I guess apparently I'm Dora. <laughs> exactly. I volunteered. I guess so. <laughs> oh man. So uh, what are you drinking today, Sean? Um, decided to try to clean out the uh, the old Kiza, and so drinking the uh, from Urban Artifact the Squeeze Box. It is the Strawberry Midwest Fruit Tart Ale. Coming in at 8.6% ABV. Um, it's a. Uh, it's a. It's not. It's not that bad. I just feel like I like their other beers better, though. Like I feel like strawberry is a weird, like <laughs> weird for a sour. Um, it's got like a good. Um, you know, soury, puckery taste to it uh, because the strawberry is just so much of a softer flavor. Uh, so you get more of that tart tartiness that you would really, really, really like out of a tart. Um, but no, it's just uh, it's not a bad beer, not at all. But it's just not my favorite Urban Artifact beer. Yeah, that's one of the common like. I don't know if complaints are just a, a known fact amongst beer people that strawberry is a harder flavor to work with because it is a little more, it's like a little more subtle. So either you get like no flavor or you just get something that just tastes straight up like strawberry jam. 
Yeah. Which, like in that beer, you probably don't want. You just want like a, I don't know, it's now and late, like a, not even like a sour patch kid or something like that, where you get a little bit of sweet, a little bit of tart. Yeah, it's probably like the best way to put it. It's like it probably tastes a little bit more like a sour patch kid. Nice. So, since we're recording so early in the morning for me, you know, I guess I guess I I listen to other podcasts and they talk about recording even earlier, but it's ten o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had this beer in my fridge for a while. And I should have drank it, but been saving it. I guess it's uh, by Casa Agria, the, which translates to House of Making Sours. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm drinking an Imperial Coffee Porter from them. Interesting. Called, called as dark turns today. Hmm. It is a nine point one percent alcohol, and according to the can, this hazelnut flavored coffee porter features local roasted coffee beans from Ragamuffin Roasters and is just what you need to start the day, no matter what time you start the day. And like you know, sometimes brewers will put a little clever message on the bottom where they put the canned on date. So this one has said. Canned on one six twenty one morning, noon, and night. Um, it's been open for about. I opened it a little bit early just because I wanted it to kind of get closer to room temperature, um, so I can let the flavors open. So it's been about fifteen minutes, but as soon as I opened it, it immediately and poured it out, I immediately smelled the coffee, which is a good sign in a uh, <laughs> coffee porter. You're just like, hmm, the smells. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it says it's hazelnut. I don't taste as much hazelnut. But I definitely get the the nice um, balance between the sweetness of the porter and the, the bitterness of the black coffee that they used. I can smell the hazelnut. It smells pretty good. It tastes pretty good. Mm-hmm. The best thing, And the best thing about Casa Agria is they uh, ship... Um, to California at least, I think maybe Nevada, but for sure California. Ten dollar flat rate shipping, pretty much over for overnight shipping. Nice. And so they ship out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, um, yeah, so if you order like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, they'll ship out on, and they'll ship out on Tuesday. And then if you order Tuesday or Wednesday, they'll ship out on Thursday. So, not a bad deal, at all. No, not at all. This is it's always nice to have, like, a... Yeah, because, like, Tavor takes fucking forever to get here. I feel like... I feel like they they put it on, like, the slowest way... I think it's, like, horse and carriage at this point. Like, they, they get still, it they here. Found, they found the one delivery company that does uh, Pony Express. Yeah. <laughs> it, goes by, it, goes by, it goes by rail, but it's not by on, on a train. It's on one of those hand carts from the old-timey movies. <laughs> yeah I got and your it, beer sir <laughs> exactly oh man so there's a brewery called uh, Hill Farmstead and they specialize also in making farm style beers and sours mm-hmm. um, and it's one of those breweries where you know you kind of have to uh, plan a trip to because it's out of the way um, mm-hmm. it's in Vermont Yes, Vermont. I was gonna say Vermont or Virginia, but it's in Vermont. And so it's one. Of, it's like when people talk about going there, it's like you you know you're on almost there because you uh you lose cell phone reception. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when we used to go to Hangar 24 before they built anything around there, like the soccer field or more houses. It's like when you hear the the dueling banjos, just keep your you know you're almost there. Exactly. Um. So they they found out that um. You know, when they have releases, they had people showing up and just basically almost buying out the whole stock. Um, and um, and they'd have multiple customers coming, like the first few customers that would come in, stand in line, come in and just buy up a bunch, like a ridiculous amount. Like, And they found out that it was a thing of like, you know, they're not just shipping it to friends. It's like, hey, friend, like, you know, in Jersey or California, I'm going to buy, I'll pick you up, I'll pick up some extra bottles and ship you one. It was they found out that people were um, flipping their beers for a profit. 
And so they kind of found out who they were and they told them that, hey, maybe you guys should just uh, stay away from the brewery for a while. And so people were like reacting like, um, wait, you banned them? And even some guy from Europe like wrote them an email or direct message and was like, uh, yeah, he, he, he slid into their DMs and he was complaining. He's like, look, I can't get your beer out here. And my one source of beer can't buy beer there from there anymore. You banned him. Um, what's up with that? And so they basically laid out the whole story to him. And that's where everyone's like got clarification was that, um, like, first of all, we didn't ban anyone. We just told them to like, maybe, uh, make scarce for a little bit and cooler, you know, cause they're like, look, we don't mind if people come in and buy a few extra beers to ship to friends, you know, even, even for cost you know, and shipping. But we found out that people were, you know, buying beers and selling them to where they're making thousands of dollars a week profit off of our work. Yeah. But he's like, and they're, they're like, I know you don't get this out there and you know, it's not something that we can do for a brewery our size, but also, um, for it to go through a third party person. And then, you know, we can't guarantee the freshness of the beer, especially if you're charging, being charged a premium. And then if, if the beer is, you know, mishandled, in, in, en route to you and it affects the quality of the beer that's going to affect what you think about our brewery mm-hmm. and they're like you know what if you ever do make it to uh, our brewery in person um, just let us know you're here or let us know you're coming he's like well uh, we'll give you a, a tour we'll, we'll you know even hook you up with a pint but just know that uh, this action wasn't uh, in any way like trying to attack you like we're not doing this personally against you. We just don't want. We just feel that people coming in, buying all this beer to make a profit, it hurts people that you know might just might be on vacation and this might be their first time coming to the brewery and they want to take a couple bottles home to share with their friends to talk so they can share the experience of our brewery and they can't because somebody just bought like eight cases of it. Yeah. And so this is another. You know, this is a. You know, pretty much anything like this just sets the the beer you know, uh, social media world ablaze. What do you think of their, uh, decision to, um, kind of call out the, uh, people selling for profit? I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, when we went to Weldworks, like how many guys were carrying like, a, like, like three stacks of like, uh, beers to the, uh, to their cars and stuff like, and it's like, are they really buying it for them? Hopefully they are buying it for them, but you know, you always just think of like, everybody knows these beer trades online that go on and how much money is being made. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fair to say it's not like these trying to be, they're trying to be a dick or anything, but I think, I mean, it makes sense what they're trying to do though. Right. And they even basically said, it's like, look, man, like we don't care if you trade our beer or, you know, you know, buy it for someone who lives out of state and, you know, and they pay you back. But we're just going after the people that are trying to do it as a job. Like, um, man, it, you know, it sucks right now. Like, I guess everyone's trying to make that, you know, passive income. That's the, the new thing. And so if you yeah. don't want, you know, between the, the, the um, games, the, the, the meme stocks as the um, mainstream media calls them. But then now you have you know, it's, it used to be bad, but it's even worse now with like action figures and different things. So, I guess uh, GI Joe is releasing a new had been, has been releasing a series of figures, kind of like their version of the Star Wars black figures, where they're a little bit better articulated and a little bit more expensive, with like more for the collectors in mind than the kids. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them that are um, store exclusive. So you have like Walmart exclusive or Target exclusives and they sell out pretty quick and then all of a sudden they're turning up on the internet. So I guess a lot of people are upset at Hasbro for their handling of the release of these figures. Um, which is pretty funny cause I went to uh, the new Frankenstein's location. I took my nieces, hadn't been there yet. And you know, that's the place, I guess if eBay, if you don't want, you know, don't want to buy on eBay or can't find it, Frankenstein's is definitely the place to go. If you want to buy things that have, labeled as, you know, Walmart exclusive or Target exclusive. Um, but yeah, so Frankenstein's, they moved spots from the little, the warehouse they were in 
an industry down to a um, what used to be a uh, Costco um, down a little bit further and, and a Covina, like three. It's like three exits down from where the old location was. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, like we got there, I thought I was there was a little bit of a line, but it was like there weren't like we stood in line for a little while, but it wasn't because they were letting. It wasn't like as every one person left, they let one people one group in. They um, they were kind of letting a bunch of people out leave, and then they would let a group a bunch of groups in. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have to wait too long. Um, Is it just reason, trying to limit the amount of people inside? Yes, they're trying to limit a limit and b space out. Um, inside they had each row was marked as being one way only, mm-hmm. and they had signs on 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 um. On each end and the middle, because they still have like both. Um, it's basically set up the same, where you have the rows and then there's the gap in the middle. It's also another row. Yeah. Um. And so they had um on each end and in the middle of the aisle they had signs that said you know one way only and or do not enter this way and then they had stickers in the middle. So because it was a couple times where you went into some of the bigger shops and you came out and it's like wait, did I turn left or right into here? And you see a sticker and like okay, so I go that way. Um. But there was still quite a few people that I guess decided to be rebels and walk against the grain. <laughs> and uh, but um, I don't know if it's just like I've found better places to buy things, or it just seems like they have a lot of the old, like a lot of the stuff that was there was still the same stuff that was there before. Where it's like, oh, I didn't want to buy it before, or I've already bought it. Um, so I just walked out of there. I just bought one pop figure. Um, mm. My one niece, she also bought one pop figure, but the other niece, she spent all the money I gave her. She was having a lot. It was a lot of fun watching her spend the money, though. So, <laughs> uh, did they, after, so did they add more shops then? Yeah, it seems a little bit bigger. Um, I know, like, um, people were complaining, like, a lot of the old timers there. I didn't see Dawn there. Um, I went back. There was, like, two different areas where they had, like, magic. I didn't see Dawn there um, because, you know, they raised the prices but um oh for the boots for the boots yeah yeah um and so like i know a few people that have gone back like went back a couple times are like yeah people that i normally buy from aren't there anymore so i'm not going back mm. and it's like well that's you know i mean that happens with change you know but mm. it's a thing of um i don't think they noticed that you're gone i'm sorry like <laughs> you might have yeah. you know it's like uh there's the episode of the simpsons where home where mo you know makes rips him off and steals his drink and calls it the flaming mo and yeah. the bar is just packed and homer's like you've just lost yourself a customer and mo's like what again <laughs> and mo's like what and homer's like i'm gonna leave and mo's like all right i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean there seems to always be they were always having different people set up their own booths you know, so it seemed like there was always like a list to get in. So, I mean, to your point, I mean, change happens, and that place, the old place, was just way too packed, anyways, and the parking was terrible, and and whatnot. And I remember in the summertime, there's no AC, so you're just baking in there. Like it's just a nightmare. So, I mean, I think the move makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, I'm sure with it though, they had to make a maybe increase the price a little bit to kind of help cover some of the other overhead costs, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure they're doing fine. Especially well, since I, what Frank and Booth, they make, no, yeah. Frank and Sons, not Frank and Booth. <laughs> Frank and Sons makes most of their money off the table rentals. You know what I mean? They don't charge to get in. So. Right. I'm sure the, you know, like I always thought they owned the warehouse because it's, you know, Frankenstein and then the, like the, there's like a Franken, there's like a warehouse, there's a couple of warehouses that are other businesses that are called Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but then they said that they lost the lease on that warehouse. And so I was like, oh, that's weird, which is why they moved. And so I'm sure, you know, the le- the rent is probably a little more plus the fact that they have, you know, air conditioning probably also drives up the cost of the electricity more. Yeah. Um, but that also helps keep customers there longer or, you know, attracts more people. But as far as exactly. the, and as far as the parking, the parking wasn't much better. Um, they have, they said they had more parking spots, but, um, they also share a parking lot with the Benihana's now. Oh. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, it's a Costco parking lot, though, so it can't be that small or a Sam's Club. Well, I think that's why Costco was. moved because it wasn't. It's not traditionally oh. like massive, huge Costco parking oh. lot. And so we ended up having to park a little bit. We parked a little ways away, but not too bad in front of the um, skeletal remains of a Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it, like I said, it wasn't that bad. And there's a couple other smaller businesses like. Um, like a T-Mobile or something like that. There's a couple other businesses. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't that bad of a walk. It wasn't like the old frankincense where you might have to, you know, if you don't get there like right before, right when it opens or before it opens, then you're basically screwed and you have to walk like a mile to get yeah. there. Yeah. No, I mean, that part, that part was terrible. We used to, I'd like to park in that little business across, across the railroad tracks. That always seemed to be, be okay. Yeah. But that was like a five or 10 minute walk. Yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, I didn't have to worry about my tow, my car getting towed. Right, and so, like, I had to park, not in the Frankincense parking lot either, but it wasn't that far. It wasn't as far, is my point. It was like a two-minute walk. Yeah, that's fair. So, we didn't have to cross train tracks to get there. <laughs> didn't have to look up for trains? No. We didn't have to look up for Toys R Us kids either, because they're all gone. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> so uh apparently this weekend is uh e3 um like i forgot all about i didn't even realize it was going on until i kind of like heard people talking about it like on thursday and friday and i'm like oh yeah e3 is coming up and then i saw something yesterday and it's like oh wait e3 is now <laughs> um I don't know, man. Like, I have a hard time getting excited for E3. I was like, um, there's a podcast I listened to, and they've also been showing it on YouTube, so I actually watched the YouTube video of them, and they are talking about the uh, the people that presented yesterday. So it was Ubisoft and Gearbox were the main two. Mm-hmm. And then Wholesome Games, which I'd never heard of, and Devolver Digital were the other two. But they're going through, they spent more time, on, like, the most time on the Ubisoft uh, presentation. And there were the two of them were talking, and it was like, oh, they did this game. Yeah, I don't care about that. I'm not going to play it. Oh, and this game, too. This game looks cool, but I'm not going to play it. Oh, this game. And it's like, yeah, that's. I didn't want to do a podcast like that, where it's like, ooh, look, Ubisoft talked about all these games. And it's like, yeah, I don't care about any of them. Um, <laughs> and, like, even the games, like, the people get super excited about, does it even matter anymore? Because, I mean, how, long, how many times do we have to get bitten by games like uh, No Man's Sky and... Um, cyberpunk where it's like oh my god it looks so amazing and then it comes out it's like oh my god it's not that amazing yeah i know the um god dang it what was it the uh company that did uh skyrim i can't think of them i can i'll i'll, I'll look at it will, will you uh, oh bethesda there it is yeah, yeah i think suppose- they're yeah, supposedly they um, they've hinted that their new big new game that they've been talking about, Starfield, is going to come out next November. So we still have over a year for their next big release. Right, we still have one more E3. So there's like they'll show something this E3, and then like because that's the other thing people are like, wait, so like um, Ubisoft. Like, they kind of teased a couple games last year at E3, but they haven't come out yet, but they didn't talk about them at this E3. So. They wanted you to forget. Right. Like, for me, I'm, like, the last four or five years, the only presentation you needed to watch already happened, and that was yesterday with Devolver Digital. Like, they're just ridiculous and over the top. So, like, the, the previous... E3s, they've had this ongoing storyline. And they basically killed that off in the first, like, 30 seconds of their presentation this year. Mm -hmm. Because it starts off with they're in a boardroom and the guy's pitching a thing and they're like, the board's like, wait, so you think our fans remember or even give a shit about stuff, that something that happened for four years? (laughs) You know? And he's like, yeah, it's the Devolver Digital Extended Universe. I'm like, yeah, this idea fucking, this idea sucks. What's, what, has anybody else got anything that doesn't suck? And it's like, okay, so they just undid all of that in 30 seconds, like that quick. <laughs> and, um, like last year's, um, 
presentation, they were totally making fun of um, all the game, all the studios doing their um, directs, like Nintendo Direct and PlayStation Direct. Like they were making fun of that, and so this year they leaned heavily into making fun of subscription services for games. Um, and it was like the whole time they're like, yeah, it's free, but we need all this, all this information. Like you're, and, and one of the things they needed from you, um, to customize your profile for your, um, Devolver Digital, uh, Deluxe Pass premium is, um, your first Magic the Gathering deck list. <laughs> what the fuck? That's random. Yes. <laughs> um, and like they're, 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 their um, presentations are just insane. Like, there's one where this lady's like talking, and she's sitting at a desk, and standing on each side of her at the desk, and like at the side of the desk is two a man and a woman bodybuilder, and so they just pick up her desk and they like are move, walking her around. And at one point they take her over, and there's like a tray of chili dogs, and she picks up the tray, puts it on her desk, and then they carry her back to where she was. And as she's like finishing up what she's saying, she's eating a chili dog. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they go back to the chili dog. This guy's, like, in the break room talking, and he opens up the microwave, pulls out a, a chili dog, puts it on a platter, turns around, opens up the chili dog, opens up the microwave, pulls out a chili dog, and keeps doing that until there's, like, the platter's almost full of chili dogs. And then this lady walks by, takes them, and then and continues his presentation. And as she's talking, the guy in the cubicle next door is just reaching over and just grabbing the chili dogs and shoving them into his mouth as she's talking. Oh, dude. A chili dog sounds so fucking good right now. Don't even dude, joke, bro. I know, man. Gotta get that um that good old Columbus chili dog, though. Columbus, Ohio. No beans. All <laughs> diarrhea, no beans. With <laughs> extra cheese. Keep that diarrhea solid for you. It's a team uh, effort. Dude, I want I want some wiener since I'll... Do you even have wiener out there? We don't. Oh. We don't. I usually have to make chili dogs if I want chili dogs. Did you know there's a sex move called the chili dog? I... <laughs> yes. Yes, I know that. Do you know what it is? You know, so you know what it is. Uh, I mean, I know part of it, so... It, I'll, 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 I'll lay it I out know, for... I, I, I know the main ingredient. I'll lay it out for our normie... I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. So, because, you know, back in the day, they had that wiener stencil commercial where the woman was like, the spokeswoman was like, I'm on the chili dog diet. I get a chili dog in the morning, a chili dog at lunch, and two chili dogs at night. And I I saw that commercial shortly after I learned what the chili dog sex move was, so that ruined the commercial for me completely. (laughs) But basically, a chili dog is when a dude takes a dump in between a woman's boobies and then he has sex with her boobies with the poo still there. Yes. <sighs> I feel like people Wiener. just make stupid shit up. Wiener schnitzel, huh? <laughs> you know what sounds good? Some, uh, you know, non-chili <laughs> dog foods. <laughs> Non-chili dog foods. Oh, man. But, yeah, so I guess... E3 is going on this week. I'll see if if there's... I guess the only thing that's kind of interested me was that um, Gearbox announced that they're doing another Tiny Tina spinoff Dungeons & Dragons type game like they did from Borderlands 2. Really? Yes. So I don't know if it's going to go back to being Tiny Tina or if it's going to be Teenage Tiny Tina that she was in Borderlands. um, Or actually, actually at this point, I think she might even be Adult Tiny Tina. I should try to go back and finish that game, I guess. (laughs) Three or Three. Oh, I don't think I've, I've always I played the shit out of Borderlands, but I never finished them. I just feel like it ends up turning into a fucking chore to beat. I've just never really understood the premise of why the villain of the game has your communication and can talk to you the whole fucking time and just just yell at you. Yeah, actually, I you know what? I, I beat this one. This one wasn't as ridiculous as the other previous two. Where it's almost like they force you to team up with random people to beat the boss. This one was... Uh, I did actually beat this one. Got you. 
So it's not, if I can beat it, you can do it, Sean. It just feels it's, like a chore. It's not that it's difficult. It just, I lose interest. Like, I just feel well, like I'm it just this, gets way yeah, too over less, the top. This one's a little less of a chore, is my point. Because the other one, you have to, like, grind and, like, level up, level up, level up, as the song goes. If you, mm. if you watch enough TikTok, you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> oh, man. So, I guess, uh, leading into EA, um, E3, I mean, Capcom was handed a lawsuit from okay. a photographer who published, like, a, a, like, photographed, like, a bunch of buildings and different things like that, and she, uh, published them, and for people, like, architects and stuff to use, basically, for texture, um, references and stuff, and it even says that if you're gonna use it for commercial use to, uh, contact the artist to work out some sort of um, payment. Mm-hmm. And Capcom just was like, that's cool. We're, go- we're going to just like spread it out between um, Resident Evil games and Devil May Cry games. And hopefully nobody will know this because we'll <laughs> like, and so it's like subtle stuff. Like um, I guess in one of the openings, there's a like stained glass window that's straight out of the picture. And I don't know how she got them, but even some of their naming fi- file names for the, um. Uh, there's a term for stuff in the game, like individual things, the items. I can't think of what it's called. Someone will correct me, I'm sure. Um, but anyways, um, what's that? Inventory. Not inventory, but like when you make something in the game, and it's a like in the game. Crafty. But, um, so no, not not uh, the person making it, the the uh, developer. Uh, um, but um, the file name was basically the same name that she had it listed in her book. They didn't even bother um, changing the name. But then they were also facing a lawsuit from an, a director who made like a cheesy horror movie because in um, Resident, the newest Resident Evil game, they basically like stole some of his monsters from the movie. Like one of them wasn't even subtle. Like there's a person that's like half that has like person legs and arms, but like has like an airplane engine for a head. <laughs> Which, I wonder where like, they okay, got that from. <laughs> right. Completely made that up on our own. None, um, no help at all. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I guess there's a hundred, the, the lawsuit though for the photographer is at like a hundred pages long. So she's, uh, definitely done her, uh, due diligence and, um, spotted every fucking copy and paste. Yes. So. It'll, I'm sure it'll take a little while just because of the for the judge even just even once it, the the evidence is presented it'll be it'll take a while for the judge to go through everything because of so many how much there is yeah um so but then I just imagine like this judge he's in his study at home looking probably having a fancy cocktail like what the fuck is wrong with people as he's looking at this shit <laughs> who fucking thinks of this right. I was like, I was listening to um, an interview with one of the Supreme Court justices, and um, they uh, they're talking about how some of their one of their um, more interesting cases was something like that, where it was a something something they like a, a copyright law thing that they don't normally don't have to deal with. It wasn't as serious, but so they were able to actually like, and it wasn't something they always had always dealt with, so they had to do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. So how that was kind of one of his mo- the mo- cases that he had the most fun on because he actually got had to learn something. To, yeah. Um. So EA got hacked, but this time they didn't steal. Can you just hold on? Just can you imagine like a brony like suing the My Little Pony show because like they stole his idea. <laughs> Feed the judge on there, just like, what the fuck is going on? What am I doing with my life? Or or Hasbro suing a brony because he's uh, taking his brony life a little too far. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the things I think about. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, I saw somebody posted a meme and it was a couple furries and it's like if they if they can have sex in this you can go grocery shopping in this and it was a picture of a person holding a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know I love the speaking of masks. My favorite thing is like like all these people that are like we can't wear masks. It's like restriction and then it's just like every nurse and doctor across the country like we've been doing this forever like it's fine you'll be fine yes <laughs> you know my thing was like even if even if the masks didn't work as well as they said they did it's okay like i wasn't that bothered by it me it's mm-hmm. i'm doing something that i personally believe helps you know, I believe the science to say it helps. So if they're lying to me, I'm, I'm not like, ha ha, I got caught. It's more a thing of, well, I still took the uh, 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 safety precaution, whether it was necessary or not. But also the evidence, the fact that like hardly anybody got the flu this year, like even some couple strains of the flu got, they're pretty sure they got killed off permanently because nobody caught them this year. So it'll be interesting next year when nobody was wearing masks and everybody goes back to their normal, like getting sick again and coughing all over everybody at work and not taking sick days. Cause that's the most un-American thing you can do is to call in sick. Yeah. True. The <laughs> best thing to do is to go into work sick and get four of your coworkers sick. So sick that they have to call in work, sick to work because then they're being un-American, not you. Mm, exactly. And, la- and not just un-American, but lazy. <laughs> Oh man, I was reading my wife, somebody posted on Reddit, and it was like these complaints that this travel company got. Like basically like you book your vacation with them, and they uh, plan all the hotels and the flights and all that stuff. And then you can pay extra for excursions. And some of the ones that were just like, um, somebody complained that um, that they served too much, that why, asking why all the restaurants in India served curry. It's like, don't they know I don't I don't like spicy foods? Oh my god! And then somebody was complaining that they were in Spain and it, it was bullshit that like the person at the hotel spoke Spanish and it was like so many people, so many Spanish people there, and then they asked, "Why are there so many foreigners in this country?" <laughs> it's like, um, you know, you're in their country, right? You're the foreigner. So another one person was upset because they didn't. Um, bring a bathing suit to the water park excursion that they paid extra for because I thought that was included in the, the a bathing suit rental was included in the price of the admission. Are you? <laughs> no. Danny, yeah. no. Another, oh my God. And another person complained that they felt it was unfair that the people flying to America had a shorter flight from Jamaica than the people flying to Europe or to UK. I'm done with yeah. this, world. this This goes back to the beginning of the show of um, everyday, of, like just being everyday superheroes and not complaining about people living in their own country calling them foreigners because they're speaking the native language of the country yes. that you don't understand. Oh, another person complained that the brochure didn't list anything about mosquitoes and they got bit by mosquitoes. <laughs> so, but yeah, so EA got hacked and this time they didn't actually go after us, the users. Who have mm-hmm. were forced to like make an EA account to play EA games, even if you're just playing offline EA games. Uh, they actually went after EA itself, and basically, from what I was reading, it seems like they stole the source code and different resources for the like their sports games, especially FIFA, where um, and the whole um, where you have to buy the packs of cards to get players for your team. From money that you can kind of sort of earn in game, but not really. That you have to use real money to earn, to pay for, to buy. Yeah. So you can be competitive online. Um, and they're not ransom. The, the best part is they're not ransoming them and ransoming it back to EA. They're um, basically saying, hey, if anybody wants it, here's how much we're selling it for. I think it's like two and a half million dollars if you want the source code. <laughs> for EA Sports games and their loot box and stuff like that. <laughs> that's too funny so the enemy of our enemy is our friend now yeah exactly so 
I kind of took one for the team, Sean. Did you, though? Did you? I did. I watched the Hulu exclusive show, MODOK. MODOK. Something was... organism designed only for killing? Yes. The, the bit of craziness. Did you watch any of it? Uh, no, I didn't. I did not watch it yet. So, because I'm also like, like Loki also came out this week, at least the first two episodes. I'm, if it's if Disney Plus holds up to their uh, tradition of release for every other show they've done, two episodes and then weekly after. Um, didn't get a chance. I didn't watch that. And um, I'm, didn't watch this week's episode of The Bad Batch. Uh, but I did watch it's 10 episodes. They're about 25 minutes each. So it's not too much of a watch. It's not like you're... If you got like a day, you can you can knock it out in like a day, if you've got nothing to do, or if it's hot and you don't want to go. If it's 110 degrees outside and you just want to sit inside in the air conditioning, <laughs> like it's going like it's going to be on Tuesday for me. Yeah. Um, so it like this season. Um, so basically, it's kind of setting up for the long term. So, you know, um. Modok is fighting with the other main scientist in AIM over kind of control. Um, it kind of comes out that he's pretty, he, they make him kind of pretty much inept and she's the scientist that's carrying the team. Um, and you find out that AIM is bankrupt and they end up getting bought out. Um, by like basically a Google type company. Mm-hmm. But then as the show progresses, you find out that this company is controlled by the next, the Nexus Nexus, which is, um, a long-term, like, I think they're mostly a fantastic four villain. They're basically kind of like silver surfer, but corporate in the, for the corporate in a corporate world way where they'll come in buy all these, like kind of buy companies or do whatever and take over the population, enslave them, and then use up the planet resources and then move on to the next planet. So it's like oh, it's like somewhere between Kill a Kill and and um, what's his name Galactus. Yeah. Okay. So the first season is basically just them kind of setting up who Modok is, him, um, why he's lost control of AIM, and then at the end he kind of starts a new company after selling his shares of aim to uh, Tony Stark who makes a few random appearances throughout the show <laughs> and so does uh, Wonder Man um, I mean there's some pretty good jokes but um, it's basically it's pretty much a show you could have on almost as background noise like you I was kind of after the first few episodes I was kind of doing other stuff while I was watching it um, but yeah Pat Oswalt's pretty funny there's quite, I mean, every show has a few pretty funny moments, but pretty it's good, not. A couple good laughs. Yeah, a couple pretty solid laughs, but it's not like anything that's going to change the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of like a five, I give it a solid like three and a half, maybe three, seven, five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Better than average, but not like something that I necessarily recommend people to watch their, uh, not interested in Marvel or Modoc or that they have better things to do. Like watch anime. Touch <laughs> yourself. Wow. That's not that seems a little rude. I'm I'm not saying at the same time, I'm just saying you you know, uh, when you get done watching anime <laughs> And you need something else to do. Wow. I see how it is. Go go watch your little stormtrooper show. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> little little stormtrooper show, huh? A little kid show. Ah. <laughs> uh, so we got some. Speaking of the big sad. Yeah, we got big sads. So the writer of the manga of Jujutsu Kaisen. I guess he is um experiencing health issues, and so he uh. I don't know if he did it or like a family member or somebody on his account tweeted that uh, there's he's going to be taking an indefinite hiatus from writing the manga for the show. 
were writing, yeah. like, writing manga. Um, it sounds like he said he was going to take a month off. Okay. Or at least in one of the texts I saw. Okay, when I saw the one I saw, like it translated to like indefinite hiatus. So you know, sometimes um, translating to English from foreign languages, or and or it's even better when you like go from one language to English and then back to that language. How <laughs> it's not even close to being the same as what it was in the first place. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if that's gonna affect the show in any way. Um, if he's far ahead, because it seemed like it was a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it sounded like he was he was pumping it out like. So I'm sure, like, without any kind of break, though, that's pretty tough. Right. Especially you know, even if he's if, doing all the drawing and writing and stuff. Right, and even if he wasn't experiencing any um, health issues and just you know was tired of doing all that work, it makes perfect sense that he would want to take at least a little bit of time off. He's like, dude, I gotta like, I'm got, I'm got like writer's cramp and writer's block and. My back. My hand me. hurts. I got. I got to go. Like I don't know. Talk to my kids so they remember who I am. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Just if he is not feeling well, doing well, I hope he uh, it's speedy recovery and he is up to up to standard, help to health when he comes back to writing and doesn't feel obligated to come back to you know, not like disappoint the fans because you know, yeah. as with what's going on in um, My Hero Academia. Um, the fans are dicks to the can be dicks to uh, the creatives behind the product yeah so yeah it's just crazy um, I mean that that anime has just had so much uh, kind of hype going on just and it's and it won um, it won you know anime of the year this past year so there's a lot of uh, attention on that anime or in manga. Right. And so hopefully, uh, hopefully they're working on season two, but not putting too much pressure on him. Correct. Especially with, uh, Japan's, uh, crazy, uh, um, work culture and, um, crazy, uh, suicide rates because of their crazy work culture. Yes. Six days a week. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. But at least, you know, it's weird, like, I always forget in anime, when it's, like, the school animes, that their school structure isn't the same as ours, and I can only imagine if they ever tried to um, somewhat change the the, the schedule of schools um, to be, like, you know, here like they are in Japan. Even if they don't change them to six days a week, how much people would, like, lose their shit. You know what? It, it, it would cost too much money to do that. Right, because they start in, like, March. we don't care. Right. It's weird, because it's like they start in March, and then then they take summer break in the middle of school, and then they come back, and then um, basically kind of end in the winter. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And it's only weird because we're not used to it. Yes. People are scared. But they're, people are frightened by things that they're, they aren't, that they don't know about. Yeah. Speaking of people... Things people are frightened of, Sean. You finished an anime. I finished the forgotten anime that caused a bit of a ruckus uh, when it came out. Redo of Healer. I think I think I stopped at uh, episode nine, and there's twelve episodes, so I I was able to go through and power through. Um, I mean. I don't think I was surprised at anything that happened towards the end of the anime. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just... I felt like it, it holds too much onto the same theme about things. So, because um, I know nobody's going to really watch it. Um, the, you know, uh, the main character, uh, you know, and if you don't know, the main... This is a very graphic uh, anime and it was basically described as revenge porn and it is very 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 adult rated it caused a bit of stir and then you know um, it kind of fell off the wagon and you know everybody's been going after other things but the anime continued to come out um, I believe you could still watch all the um, censored versions for um um, on the other anime app. So it's not even, it was like 
really like overly taken off or anything. So I was gonna say, did you watch it on the um? No, I went on the dark web. I went on the dark side of the moon. We are men, but um. No, I mean, and so basically, like the the hero gets. The, the main character, I, w- I won't say hero, because hero is a very vague term in this uh, <laughs> in this world, but uh, the main character gets, like, drugged and abused, and he could basically has very strong powers of healing, and he uh, ends up getting stuck working with, a couple, like, the princess of the realm, and he gets, like, really abused and way way over abused and so he figures out how to go back in time with his own brain and change the course of history and it's just it's just ridiculous um one of the princesses uh one of her henchmen uh pops up at the end of the anime and he gets his revenge on her so now now we're down to um having a so basically we only have like the king and another side character or another henchman that he's trying to get his revenge on so it's kind of it's it's kind of weird that it ended where it did because i feel like it went through like most of the story and it stopped at episode 12 like there's can't like there can't really be that much more content to this whole thing uh based off like how the story is like he's literally you know, captured both princesses, took out one of the henchmen. There's only one henchman. There's the king. You know, you know the 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 demon the demon king is in his group. Like, I don't know. Like, how much more is there really? But like I said, it was very predictable on how it ended. It's it's not the. I feel like it focused on too much different things that it could have been it could have been better when I think of like rising the you know the rising of shield hero where that one is like a similar it's not like a nice beautiful world and like our main character gets beat up on but it's got like good results and it was it was fun to watch this was just kind of like rinse, rinse, and repeat of like every episode. Like it just was so stale. Like okay. after it was after like yeah. you did me wrong. I'm gonna treat you like shit. I feel better now. End of episode. Yeah, and it's like after the after you get over the 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 shocking uh, elements of the show, it really like loses a lot of its. Um, character and the story just the story isn't terrible but it just focuses on too much of the same element to really elevate and be something more interesting for long term yeah that makes sense yeah i only watched the first couple episodes i'm slowly going through right now and finishing or catching up on this season's show so i'm currently caught up on Burning Kabaddi. There's only, like, one episode left, and I think if there's more than 12, I don't know, but then I'm working also through um, these Snow White notes. Got you. So. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Um, are you sure there's uh, only 12 episodes, or is it going to be another one where it's, I, like, I oh, have, 30 yeah. episodes? Well, season one is episode 12, and there hasn't been a confirmation of season two yet, at least from what I saw. Okay. So, I have to have to take a look. Yeah, there might not be, just because um, of the uproar and probably the lack of people maybe watching it. Maybe people, like you said, once the controversy died down and people realized, it's like, wait, this show actually isn't that good. Why am I watching <laughs> it other than... Like to uh, shock, the shock value. Like I'm no longer sufficiently shocked. I don't care anymore. Exactly. (laughs) But where did you watch the um, uncensored version? In case any of our friends don't want know what websites they need to avoid to not watch that episode. You know, totally. Like I only want to know. Yeah, so I can avoid avoid those website. 
Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think they made three different versions of the show overall. Um, so there, you could definitely watch like the uh, the um, the censored versions on more public ones. But you want to go to animeepisode.com. So yeah, I mean, or or you don't want to if if you want to avoid this kind of smutty content. Exactly. <laughs> only if only if only the brave will go check it out yes or foolish <laughs> or both yes probably both <laughs> so uh, Kevin Smith and Netflix are partnering up to do a He-Man show is it gonna so, like is he only gonna write like two thirds or like three fourths of the show and then stop? I think I think everybody's learned with Kevin Smith because I even think um, like how to work with him because I know when he did like the cacophony and the whitening guyer, he had to have <laughs> like he had to be at a certain point through the series before they even before they let him finish before they published episode, the first issue. I think yeah, he had to have. Yeah, they probably didn't make it. So, they probably made it where like you ain't gonna get paid either until we could publish some shit. Right, because the 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 story you're referencing is that he did a Spider-Man Black Cat book that it took him what almost five years to between the the what issues to finish it. Yeah, something like that. It took forever. Like it wasn't even subtle. No, not at it's all. So, yeah, he was talking about how, because of that, his contract with DC, that he had to have, I think it was like, of the, of the he had to be started to write the final issue before they published the first issue. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame any of these people for the, his shit, so he brought it on himself. I mean, the worst for me is um, the John Favreau one, and that's more of, like, I guess, internal politics with Marvel. Because he started to write an Iron Man book, and he just did the first issue, and then that was when he his uh his good relationship with Marvel fell apart because he wanted to. That's when he stopped directing the Iron Man movies, yeah. and they brought in the guy that directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because they wanted he wanted Fin Fang Foom as the villain because that's a yeah. classic Iron Man villain, and so Marvel's like, no, no, we need these villains and we need you to tie it into this story for this reason and stuff. And he was less than pleased. And so, uh, which is ironic because the villain of the comic book was going to be Finn Fang Foom. So, oh, of course. Yes. For whatever reason, John Favreau apparently has a thing for Finn Fang Foom. He loves it. Which he is a pretty cool character. I mean, who doesn't like, you know, dragons? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, the trailer looked pretty cool. It, I mean, it looked basically like the, the traditional He-Man story with upgraded graphics and, um, I guess, upgraded dialogue. Because, I don't know, man. I hate. I always find it funny whenever somebody talks about how uh, release of, like, whenever they remake a show from our childhood... And it's like, this thing ruined my childhood. And it's like, have you watched it recently? Because it fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> like, right. when was the last time you really watched an episode of, like, the Generation 1 Transformers? And can you? Because it's just so blurry. Like, there's so much... Noise. I don't know. Like, there's so many, um, uh, what's it called? Bites. There's so many uh, pigments. Exactly. <laughs> and the stories were horrible. It was just awful. Like... Michael Bay didn't ruin your childhood. You're, if, and, and it's like it's not like you can't go back and watch the old Transformers. Why do you need the new Transformers? Or are you just acknowledging that that's what you need the new Transformers because the old uh, old Transformers sucked that hard? And also, can you? I, don't, I just can't imagine like um, my parents complaining about children's cartoons that like that I was watching when I was a kid. Like I don't remember my parents like. <laughs> oh, this new this new droopy cartoon fucking sucks. Like they're just like, oh, it's a cartoon. I don't care. I have adult things to do. 
but like Rachel <laughs> said, we are adults. I don't know, man. Exactly. So, exactly. speaking of Droopy, I watched the, droops. the new live-action Tom and Jerry movie. Did you? Yes. And I'm, I gotta tell you, Sean, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the main two character stars are uh, Zoe, Chloe Moretz Grace and mm. uh, Michael Pena. Yeah. Um, Michael Pena, known in the MCU as basically Ant-Man's um, uh, narrator. Yes. Keeps everybody caught up on the story. <laughs> Somebody said that like they want from now on they, they it was like they just want a Marvel thing where Michael Pena does a recap of every movie somehow <laughs> like he's the Watcher or something his character he becomes the Watcher <laughs> because of how funny his uh his recaps are um <laughs> I mean it's if you're a fan of Tom and Jerry the antics the violence it's all there like I don't know I I didn't see anybody complaining that they didn't put the gra- the violence in there because it's there. Throwing shit at each other, pianos landing on heads, spike the dog. That's just fun. It's not violence. Yes. It is fun. And then there is a there is a I'm going to spoil one thing. There is a cameo with Droopy the dog wearing the Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> Which nice. kind of disturbed my wife cuz she was like, "What did he do to need to put that mask on?" Who knows? He deserved it. He's a bad dog. Bad dog. Bad pooch. Or can you watch the Tom and Jerry live action? What's that? Where can you watch this? As me being an old man? Netflix. DVD. DVD. Yes. (laughs) I don't even know why I asked. I should have just guessed that. I'm sure you could probably get it at the Red Box. And I'm sure you could probably rent it on, like... Um, actually, you know what? You know where you can get it? Where? HBO Max. Hmm. Good deal, bro. Good deal. It's it's, it's, it's on HBO... Because it's a Warner Brothers movie. So, yes, HBO Max. Ah. Uh, fair enough. Oh, there you go. Tom and Brady. Speaking Tom Brady. Tom and Jerry live back. Tom and Brady. Nobody cares about that dude. He's old and washed up and he needs to die, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Good so, times. Speaking of good times, Sean. Speaking of good times, it is time for another charity event. I know we talked about it last week. Um, so... This month, we will. Be, um, I'll be doing a fundraiser for the It Gets Better project that uh, supports uh, the L- LGBTQ um, younger community with uh, kids that are, you know, kicked out of houses and stuff for, you know, for their their ways. And um, I did a I did a a vote. I had we ended up voting on doing another raid segment so on june 26th starting at 4 p.m i will be taking on the vex simulation with vault of glass and gardens of salvation two of the two uh two of probably the tougher raids from a vex standpoint they both have some very tricky bosses so i'm looking forward to having a uh, pretty action-packed night um, I definitely wanted to uh, do some different stuff this time, so I made uh, some smaller donation um, uh, goals for rewards. So for $10, you get to choose one of my weapons during the encounter. For 25 you get to choose my, my entire weapon loadout. For $50, the whole team will switch to Solar Subclass. For 75 I, uh, the whole team will do a raid challenge for that encounter. And for $100, I will stop playing Destiny and go jog around the block. Uh, that is a inside joke with, uh, with one of my buddies in the clan. You can watch him at twitch.tv slash sadkins, S-A-D-K-I-N-S. Uh, he streams, um, afternoons on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, 
And if we uh, if we raise a total of five hundred dollars, I'll throw in a bonus raid, and we'll do a a late night Deepstone Crip raid. So I'm looking forward to having a lot of fun. Like like I said, I'll be twi- I'll be streaming the uh, all the raids at Twitch TV uh, Twitch TV slash Hoppyhead Pro. So make sure you uh, come watch and have a good time. Um, all the all the streams have been a blast this year. A lot of uh, a lot of laughs, a lot of uh, frust- a lot of me being frustrated over the ridiculous shit I have to do, and I don't see how this 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 stream will be any different. So make sure you check us out June twenty sixth at four p.m. Eastern time. Did you uh, want to make it even more fun for? them and have that be the raid where you the day where you carry me through the raid and get your uh certificate of what your notch for the carry oh boy we're gonna do a carry danny raid as well we, we I'm, at, I'm let's make it let's make it hard er 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 it'll be great danny i'll be i'll have to teach you how to do the raid and how to do special raid challenges throughout the raid so it'll be fun yes. it'll be fun for <laughs> for, for, for um, our viewers <laughs> exactly <laughs> it, it, it'll get me it'll get me kicked out of the clan faster than they wanted to kick out brownie <laughs> they're like what 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 asshole invited this guy in the clan and they're like you'll be like me and they're like yeah you're kicked out too <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. <laughs> good times will be had by some. By some. Oh, all right, everybody. Yes, everybody, mark your calendar, June 26th. Boom. Good times will be had by some, but not all. And by <laughs> some, we mean you, the the, 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 the watcher and the uh, tormentors. Too funny, too funny. Uh, make sure you follow us at Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, uh, podcast and Stitcher. You can follow us at uh, Facebook and Instagram. Untapped. Thank you guys for another fun-filled episode for hanging out with us. Yes, thank you very much. And I'm sorry that you made it. If you made it this far, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 It's all somebody's fault. We'll see. We'll see you later. Next time. Next time. Bye. Bye.